Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to the Tim's Take. We're back from vacation. Episode 37. Here we are, back in California. Oh man, it's warm. It is very hot. We were in Oregon for the weekend, which is why, for the first time ever, we've had a delay in podcasting. I know you've all been dying to know what we've been up to the past two weeks. All nine of you who downloaded the On Vacation episode. But coming to you on Wednesday now, we are back in California. I said that already. It's hot. (laughs) Shall we we loop? (laughs) Lost my train of thought. This is our like post-vacation blues we decided this morning, which your brain's still a little muddled because you've just been used to kind of not having to worry about what time it is, what you're eating. You're just on vacation mode and then you get back and it does kind of slam into you but your body and your brain aren't ready for it yet so you have a couple days of haze yeah and i think we're both fighting various forms of frustration irritation overwhelm which i think is just part of the post-vacation blues yeah but not to be too much of a downer it was a great vacation it was no we can look back with and there's much to be happy about even right now the blues are always a symptom of a great time. I like that. That's good. Well, shall we? I feel like we should maybe start with highs and a little twist. Ooh. Just build us back up here. Yeah, fair enough. Rather than you know just go right into the lows. So let let's build some momentum with highs to start, and we'll do highs, lows, and then takes. Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. So as we mentioned, a lot of this will be focused on our trip to Portland. So my I mean, my high is kind of our whole trip. This was the first time that Oliver went on a plane. This was the first time that Oliver went out of state. Mm -hmm. This is the first time Oliver lived with a dog in the house. Mm -hmm. The first time he spent a whole night anywhere but our two homes that we lived in since he's been born. So it was just really fun to experience a lot of first with him. And overall, most of them were very positive. Was any of them... Well, I guess that's the lows. It feels like all of them were pretty positive. Yeah. It was really fun to see him interact with a dog because we've talked on the podcast how much he loves dogs. So Mm -hmm. then to see him with Gibbs, which is... We went to visit Lauren and Caleb, Matt's brother and our Mm sister-in-law in Portland. And they have Gibbs, who is a German Shepherd. So big dog. Yeah. So at first, I think Oliver was a little freaked out, but then we kind of realized he may have just been more frustrated. Gibbs has these toy balls that Oliver really like latched onto, and Gibbs would they kind of battled over them. Yeah, I think he was freaked out at first because Gibbs was excited and was getting right up into his face. Yeah, he got lots of licks. Yeah, and moving quickly, so there wasn't kind of a chance to acclimate. But before long. Gibbs calmed down, and Oliver didn't. He didn't like it when Gibbs came up to him. Real a close. lot. He would like kind of try to dodge. Yeah. Him a little bit, but eventually they just seemed to kind of yeah have this mental battle over who could get the most dog toys. In yeah, the his priority was definitely the toys because Gibbs would have them like right next to him, and Oliver, if he wanted it, would go right up and grab it, take it back, and then at some point he kind of hold it up in the air, and Gibbs would come take it away very gently i mean gibbs credit to lauren and caleb was amazing with him yeah he's super well trained so that was a good positive dog experience Uh 
but very fun to see. Yeah, I was honestly just very impressed by how well Oliver handled it all. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's fun to see the world with him and to think about all the adventures we'll have with him. This was just the taste, just the start. And as we said, I think as we were flying, it was like, this is this is kind of peak challenge in terms of travel at this point. Yes. Yeah, we're going to ride that peak for a while. It doesn't just go away. Yeah. And especially once they're walking and obstinate, that sounds like a travel nightmare as uh-huh. we saw some parents navigating. But eventually he does get older and traveling only gets easier yeah. with him as he's able to even help with various things, carry bags. And so it's really nice to kind of have a built-in servant. That's what I'm saying. A built-in <laughs> really travel what butler. We're looking to. A built-in travel butler as we go places. <laughs> no. That's funny that you said and framed this as this was going to be a vacation reflecting uh, because that's not I think any of the things. Oh, that's that I have. Well, I kind of summarized them all. Well, no, that's okay, but like all your things can be related to that mine are less so. My high is that recently Oliver has gotten into stacking oh, his yes. what do you call them rings? His rings on, I don't know what you call it, the base. It's like your classic Fisher-Price kids. There's a base with a thing at the top, and then the <laughs> rings go over it. It's so funny for like how... How are we not describing this well? How obvious this is, and hopefully you have the image in your head. You know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, but anyway, you put the holes on... You put the holes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's gotten worse. I think we've already tried. Just continue on. You understand, here. Oliver has gotten good at doing that. Not necessarily in order, but he can place things. His dexterity and manipulation has really increased. But the high was, I think I was the first one to witness him doing this, is that he has another set of stackers, which are kind of, again, I'm not going to be able to explain them. Sort of more like they're, cups. They're fitted on top of each other. Sure. Pieces that go on top of each other to make a little tower. And they were in place, and he reaches out, and was taking off the top one and then putting it back. And then he was also kind of sitting there smiling, kind of half laughing and waving his hands, which was super cute. Like, look at me. I did it. I'm so proud. But then I found, and this really made me laugh, he would just touch the top <laughs> Just kind of nudge it. <laughs> it. Not even nudge it. Just touch it. And then it's like he. It, it was as if he was saying, maybe dad wasn't watching and he thinks I just put it. So I'm going to act as if I just put it there and I'm so proud of myself. And I thought, Oliver, that, that's not how it works. <laughs> I'm not impressed by you touching the top. This is a Mickey tower. So by you touching the top Mickey. You but didn't it, just build the whole tower. <laughs> but it just, I thought it was so funny that here he is learning to cheat and early age. We're only human. Yep, we but are. It was pretty hilarious. It was. You've seen him do that since, yeah. right? Yeah. So... There you go. Like I said, that was not vacation related at all because vacation toys were really just dog toys. We hardly <laughs> got out of any of those toys. Turns out very effective and probably cheaper than buying lots of baby toys. So yes, I'm sure. Tip for parents in the future. Although you know, I I mean, I haven't analyzed the market of dog toys versus baby toys, but it does feel like there's a good chance that dog toys are equally as expensive because dog parents are certainly willing to invest in their in their dog child. Yes, this is true. Oh, well, that was a good start where we've hit maybe a new peak after starting the doldrums of post-vacation blues. Shall we Shall we bring it back down, though? Shall we head back into the valley of the lows? Back to the valley of lows. 
My low was just that before vacation, Matt and I had had a very couple intense weeks, just lots of things going on in our life. And man, it was very hard to give Oliver attention. And I realized he kind of didn't get a lot of our attention. Vacation was like, I think, a stark contrast to how little attention he had been getting. And obviously we weren't ignoring him. We were taking care of his basic needs and... I mean, playing with him, but honestly, for a couple weeks, even when I was playing with him, I was pretty zoned out a lot of times because you're just, you're dealing with other things in life. And so I just lament, not that, I I don't know how I could have done that any differently, to be honest, because I was trying to be present and it's just hard when there's other big things going on in your life. But I do, it's sad, like he is growing up so fast and it's like, it felt like, almost all the whole month of May, we're just like, missed it. Like, oh, where'd it go? He's now 11 months. How did that happen? And I mean, that's just a factor of, you know, part of getting back to post-COVID busyness. Like a lot of it was just me. I had tons of work stuff in person that I hadn't had before. And so it was taking away from even me being at bedtimes, which is sad. And Oh, gosh. Which made life very difficult for Matt. And I have another week coming up of it. But... I just, yeah, I feel... That was Rachel suddenly reminding me <laughs> on a prepare. live podcast recording. In case I'd forgotten, we're doing it again next week. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's hard when normally when hard things come and you're processing a lot and you're busy, you know, you kind of can get to the end of the day and check out. Um, still not great when you're married and have relationships with people, but it feels particularly sad to have that get in the way of being with your kid and being fully yeah. present so i was very grateful for vacation that we had that chance to really i mean we've just spent time with him that's all we've done the past couple of days and it's been very nice i would like to now read you my exact notes under the low section of my tim's take notes on my computer intense last few weeks hard actually Limit of attention that then means Oliver isn't getting your full focus. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this makes sense. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's obviously been, without going into details, an incredibly hard few weeks. But one thing that you did remind me of that might be even a slightly worse low was me putting him to bed, which meant that I was doing bath time routine. And two nights in a row. The first night... uh, and two nights in a row, he slipped. The first night was my fault. He, as I put him down, he wasn't quite centered when I let him go. So then he goes down, but kind of fell onto his back a little bit. But it just kind of shook him, and it, it wasn't pleasant, but he was okay. And then we kept going. Then I, then the next night, he slipped, and this time went face down. Into the water. But we're talking, I mean. I mean, like two inches about, of water. Yeah, maybe less than that. Honestly, so there wasn't, I mean, there can be concern, obviously, if you don't get him. I was right there, so I just lifted him out. That time, I think it was actually, he was trying to move or stand up. He's always trying to move now in the bath. And since then, bath time has not been a pleasant experience. No, he. at first I thought you were maybe overreacting, that he would have been traumatized a little bit. I just thought, oh, well, like, I haven't been here, so maybe when we're all together again, like, he'll get over it. And it's been about a week, and he still screams at bath time again. 
Well, no, the screaming is he He's is getting better. A little bit He's getting better. Screaming. He's getting a little bit more used to it. We're trying to emphasize that it's fun and those things with he him. He did sit in the bath last night and play yeah. with the shampoo. So that was the most positive progress we've made. But it is very clear that those are traumatic experiences for him. Yeah. So that was no fun. <laughs> that was just one of those times where it's like I had only two hands. How am I supposed to hold you and wash you when you're trying to move? Oh man. So we're in the market for one of those grippy tub bottoms. <laughs> we're in the market for it. Literally, like it just means, by we that just we just mean it. we need to order one. <laughs> I don't know that it's like, hey, if you have a special, you have a special connection. If we have any uh, bathtub grippy thing, wholesalers here listening to the we'll, podcast, hook we'll us up. Bed. Yeah. No, we just need to order <laughs> We're one. looking for sponsors for the podcast that sell these grippy bathtub mats. Anyway, that so that was an equal low, maybe. Yeah, they were intertwined. I here's what I will say: the bathtub low, low in the moment for sure. You look back on it, you're like, okay, I think we can get past it. The attention, like few weeks there, less in the moment because you're so distracted by what's going on. More of a low in looking back. Yeah, I think that's true. All right. Takes aren't necessarily always positive, but maybe we can build things back up here a little bit. Let's move on. My take is positive. I... I'm just saying they don't have to be positive. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we traveled with Oliver, whole experience, and I was just reflecting. I think I always overestimate how different an experience is going to be now that we have Oliver. You overestimate. Yeah. Okay. I think it's going to be radically different. Like... When I was pregnant, I had this too. Like, when we have a kid, our life is just never going to look the same. And we've talked about that on here before. Like, actually, it really, like, your kid molds into part of, what are you doing? What? Why are you shaking your head? (laughs) Because I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. For me, personally, obviously things change. And I, I, in fundamental ways... I felt like I would experience life as a different person. Oh, 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 oh. After I had a kid. Sure. Like, the things I used to love, I wouldn't love anymore because they would be so impacted by what that was like with a kid. Uh, yeah, or yeah, yeah. something I didn't love, I would learn to love because now I'm a parent and that's the thing I'm supposed to love. Mm. Does that make more sense? Yes, totally. So, it, obviously, yes major changes that you cannot ignore about your schedule and just your responsibilities, all sorts of things. But just like feelings wise, like some of the identity stuff, I think didn't change as significantly for me as I thought it might. Like you're still Rachel and you kind of expected to be some weird like mom Mom Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> and even just traveling with Oliver, it was like I expected like traveling to take on a whole different meaning for me as a mom Rachel and yeah there were different logistics but so much of it was really the same it's just this other person added to your life and yes we have to pack four more bags I've never checked so many bags in my life thank goodness for Southwest (laughs) that they let you check multiple bags for free because we checked five things one of them was a car seat so it was free but any other airline check six things by the time you had the stroller yeah any other airline we would have paid so much money it's just absurd and so there are definitely some changes but like the whole process of traveling still relatively the same 
you go to the airport, you park the car, you go to the gate, you get on the thing, and he just comes along with you. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, that overall is a pleasant experience for me that, you know, I can still travel. I can bring my kid. And yes, there are different logistical things for sure that need to be factored in. But we went and we had a good time and we went out to eat and we went to the park and we took walks and like all of that we would have done without him. And some of that will change as he gets older. You'll probably focus even more on activities for the kid as opposed to now where he really just goes and sits with you wherever you're going. But even that, I think we have some control over, more control over than I thought of how much he dictates like what that experience looks like for us. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Thanks for clarifying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right now, I feel like I'm grappling with like the limited time of naps and all kinds of things. But I'll say that that's actually just revisited. That's an old take. It's a cold take. It's been out on the counter for a Still very long brewing. time. Uh-huh. I don't think it's, br- I mean, it's just festering or something. <laughs> Who knows? My take's going to be slightly different. But before that, I do want to, we don't do recommendations very often. But related to our travel, I do want to say, if you are a U.S. resident, if you live in the U.S. and you travel more just like twice a year and this we already had this, but so much more if you have kids. So much more. I think under 12 is kind of maybe the key cutoff. Look into TSA pre-check. Holy moly. What a game changer. It's a funny story. We had heard about this, but never thought it was worth it. And then one day we were standing in a very long line waiting to go into security and the one of the gate agents was just trying to advertise basically the TSA pre-check and she said it's like 85 bucks but for five years it lasts for five years and we're like oh that's a really long time so we looked it up sure enough she was right and so now we just have to go through the TSA pre-check line on every ticket and you don't have to take off your shoes sorry this was your thing no go ahead (laughs) I mean I like the energy you're bringing. I just wanted to tell the story because I think it's so fun. Like, just this awesome, like, TSA pre-check or just TSA agent was, like, promoting this. And that's how we got it. And now we're the ambassadors. What's very funny, what a about, cycle. What's very funny about that is I had not even registered that you took over. I guess we've been podcasting long enough that I was like, yeah, okay, great. Here we go. Okay, well, yeah, you don't have to take off your shoes. You don't have to take anything out of your bags, which used to not be a huge issue. But now you have to take out, like, electronics and fluids and all this stuff. None of that in the pre-check line. And the big thing for me now, before it was just, like, I felt kind of fancy, felt VIP. It was just nice and convenient. But it wasn't really an issue to, to go through a regular line, other than sometimes the timing. But... If you know Rachel and I, if you listen to this podcast, you know there's always plenty of time. But now with Oliver, I was like, oh my goodness. The fact that I do not have to be dealing with all of my own stuff. Yep. And working out him and taking him out of the stroller. Yep. Oh, that was where I was just like, You're not like, where are my shoes? What bin are they in? Where is my electronics? I don't know. I have to put it all back in this bag. No. If I had more money, amazing. If I had more money and not that much more money, but a little bit more money than I did, I would start a TSA pre-check scholarship for parents. Because <laughs> I do recognize it's still money, and it's it is. it's you know it's not a necessary spend. Obviously, there's another way to do this. But if I had just a little bit more money, so if there's any wealthy investor who's looking to just be benevolent, this is an awesome fund. I would be happy to help you start a TSA pre-check scholarship fund for parents. Because wow, totally worth it. Okay, that's not my take though. 
although it could be. My take, and I'll keep this brief, even though I think there's some layers to it, is I have been struck by the fact that you can never have another parent's experience. My reflection on this comes from Oliver's sleeping recently, which I'll circle back to. But I feel like when you become a parent, the assumption, and in fact, it's so funny that you're talking about assumptions yourself of what becoming a parent would look like. The assumption is suddenly like you will have empathy and you will understand parents in a completely different way than you did before. And you'll see people in the stores and suddenly you'll understand what they're going through. I've just realized the reality is you only really understand your kid's experience. And for every other kid, you're still in the same place that you were before you had kids saying, I can't imagine if I had a kid who, which is exactly what I would have said before I had a kid. (laughs) And partly I was just reflecting on this because Oliver sleeping on vacation was like he was trying to clock hours in some kind of sleep competition. He was on vacation. He slept in. He took two hour plus naps. Like every nap. It was, we never, we never witnessed this kind of sleep. He was in some kind of sleepathon and told us over Memorial Day weekend. But it was amazing. And I just thought, you know, like, I couldn't, I can't imagine having a kid who doesn't sleep that well. Yeah, I think that's true. We were at a winery and we're sitting there. There's four of us and one of us at all points, probably two of us at any time, has to be like corralling Oliver because he's like tossing <laughs> oh, yes. things and moving around and he's getting off the blanket because he wants to be in the mud. Like it's just this whole circus. And when you make it work and it was still a great experience. But we oh. look over and there's this other family and they have this baby maybe a two months younger than Oliver. Yeah, that's probably true. And he's just sitting there and his parents are just feeding him and he's quiet and he's just sitting in the stroller. And you're like, huh. You are having a radically different experience than I am. And Oliver just has never been that baby. And so, yeah, I mean, there's give and take. And obviously, there are circumstances in which, yeah, it would just be so, so, so different. But even these little things impact how you experience the world with a kid. Yeah. So my point is just... You know, your experience is going to be your experience. Your experience is your experience. And that is okay. It doesn't have to be some magical unlocking of understanding everybody else's experience because it can't be. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we can't relate as people and have empathy and, you know, connect. It's not an automatic bid. It's just not an automatic entry point. Yeah. And I think sometimes the assumption is like, oh, well, you understand because you have. And it's like, well, I mean, if you're talking to me about having a kid who doesn't sleep well, like I don't understand that. Even as a parent. So, because Oliver, like I said, competitive sleeper. That's that's my conclusion. Well, it's been, yeah, we're looking forward to, it is June. I guess it is June. Oliver's birthday is this month. We have uh, zero plans <laughs> for his birthday we've right had, now. We've had many grand ideas the execution not quite there yet there's been yeah no talk of execution but we'll do something for sure to celebrate him and his life and the amazingness of this past year so coming soon yeah maybe we'll just have him on the podcast or something (laughs) just call that good i'm just kidding we'll we'll celebrate all right till next time i'm matt i'm rachel and that is your tuesday